Uh, hey, Cam, how you doing? Doing, Mike. Morning. How we doing? Morning. Doing great. Cam, I had a question on the um, Gunner's muff there in the game last week. Um, when when Brennan Schoolers uncovered, like he was, left Gunner, why doesn't Jake just throw it to him? Like, what is the coaching behind that situation when that situation presents itself? Yeah, there's, there's a couple different things in that situation. Um, obviously, he's uncovered. There's an opportunity to throw him the ball, you know, or – you know, there's an opportunity to punt, punt to him, you know, and you're going to get good field position for sure. Um, you know, depending on the situation in the game right there, you know, and the elements go into it. But there's definitely an opportunity uh, for Jake to throw it to him. Obviously, Jake has a good arm and can throw. So, you know, there's there's situations where that will definitely happen. Um, there's situations that will come up in a game, you know, and whether teams are corner rolling, you know, and trying to get you to bring those guys in, that's a situation where you can actually take the ball and throw it out there as well. So it just depends on what we have alerted not alerted on the sideline, the communication throughout the game, you know, right there. So there's a chance definitely you could throw that ball for sure. And one quick follow-up on that. Um, Matthew Slater yesterday had said that Jake made a good adjustment on that particular play. What insight could you share to what that adjustment was? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously uh, he sees schoolers uncovered right there and everything. So rather than pinning the ball, you know, where we're not going to – Gunner's not going to have a chance to field it, you know, now he's going to hit a higher ball right there, a sky ball, which forces the ball to move more in the air. Um, you know, so he hit a different pitch, you know, use a different club to hit right there, um, which left the more hang time on the ball and actually put a little bit more backspin on the football, which helped contribute to the muff right there. And schools obviously made a great play to be in front because um, anytime you muff a ball, most of the time it goes down in front of you and that's really where you want to be. Thanks, Mike. Uh, next question, Nick O'Malley, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Cam, uh, I want to ask about the uh, the Miles Bryant play in the opening quarter. Obviously, that's not the particular coaching points when uh, fielding a deep punt like that. Uh, what are the coaching points in, like, what do you tell a player when he makes a mistake like that and has a muff that almost ends up in the end zone and has to get back out there for the field to field another one? Yeah, you know, um, you, you just communicate, hey, you got next play. You know, that's the best thing you can tell a player to that line. You know, you got to keep it even kill on the sideline best you can, keep your composure so, you know, the players – have the confidence over there. And then obviously Miles went up there the next very next rep and had a very good return, you know, and he made a great catch on the sideline. He's a yard from the sideline on the next rep, catch the ball, gets vertical, and, you know, is able to get 16 yards, you know. Anytime that the ball's punted, you know, that far with the wind carrying everything, once you feel yourself retreating and everything like that, that's kind of where you just got to have a mental clock in your brain and say, let this one go. Because um, that's an extreme hardly catch, you know, catching the ball running back. It's hard enough for receivers to do it. Um, as a punt returner running back and the ball is totally different coming down than a spiral. So that, you know, that's really the coaching points we're talking to him about is, you know, know where you are on the field, you know, get set, get under the ball, you know, make sure you can catch it with square. And then the confidence we have in him, obviously, to go back out there the very next one and makes a very good return up the sideline, you know, get 16 yards and creates better field position for us. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Dave. All right, next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, good morning, Cam. Good morning, Bob. Um, two-parter, one is related to that play. Is, is it best to just kick the ball out of the, get the ball out of the end zone rather than try to pick it up in that spot if, if you're? No, so, no. so the rules, rules on that is if, if you muff the ball and, and the ball actually goes into the end right. zone, okay, all right, it's considered the word impetus. Like the ball took itself into the end zone. So therefore just falling on it is going to be a touchback, okay? It's like uh, if the ball just had hit in the end zone. Now, if he bats it back out of the back of the end zone, right? Yeah. That actually goes is a penalty. 
All right. Okay. That's safety because now you're knocking the ball out of the back of the end zone. All right. And you're the one committing the penalty. So there would be a safety. So ideally what you want to do is just get on the football. Anytime the ball's momentum takes itself into the end zone, you just want to get on it as the offensive team, you know, then it's going to be a touchback in that situation. I, I guess the better answer than rather than pick it up and, and, and stand up. I mean, because if you start to be, if, if you're viewed yeah. as trying to return it, does that change in that right. case? Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you want to just get on the football right there, yeah. um, okay. you know, and just recover it. That'll be the touchback situation. Um, you don't want to bat it out the back of the end zone. You just want to cover it, which miles is able to get possession and then, you know, and then go down in the end zone, you know? Okay. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. All right. Next, Phil Perry, followed by Jim McBride. Hey, Cam. How's it going? Good, Phil. How are we doing today? Good. I have a, a follow-up for um, for you based on what Mike was asking you about earlier. Yeah. This might be something I should know, but how does the, the coach-to-player communication system work on special teams? Do you, Are you able to talk to anybody out there during play? Because I, I was just looking at the the muff pump play. And it did look like, you know, before the 15 second mark, it was pretty clear that um, schooler was uncovered. So is, can you or anybody else say to whether it's Jake or anybody else who has something in their ear, like, Hey, he's uncovered, you know, change the club, hit a different, hit a different ball here. Yeah. You do have the opportunity to, to green dot one guy on special teams that we don't um, probably for their sanity more so than anything. Cause I'm me on the sideline yelling and screaming, um, you know, so we, we try to use verbal communication as the guy's going out there because they have enough alerts and checks um, as it is. But if we see something on the sideline, usually, you know, when you start working with a guy enough, it's, you know, you're using hand signals, whether it's a point, whether it may anything like that, just to get their attention. Um, but no, no coach quarterback communication, as they say, um, I have a feeling that they would be, they would turn it off anyway, rip it out after about one series with me on the sideline. Um, but that has definitely been something that's uh, been presented and, you know, and other teams may do that. I don't think so, but um, you know, it's definitely an opportunity for that. Cool. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, and Bill. last last question, Jim McBride. Uh, hey, Cam. Uh, if you can stand it, I have one more question about that gunner play. Uh, just from the receiving team's philosophy, what what is the philosophy of leaving a guy unmarked like like Schooler was? Uh, you know, why would why would you ever want to do that? Well, you know, you know, if you want to try to bring a guy in, um, a lot of teams, you know, that you have like more in the box. So you have like nine in the box right there. So you're trying to bring a guy in, um, you know, you're not really worried about so much maybe of the pass, you know, right there um, to uncover. him. now, you know, obviously, if you're not going to if you don't get the guy in, do you have a guy coming out to block that guy and strategy wise? But usually when you leave a guy uncovered um, from the punt return perspective, like you're going to roll up maybe the returner if they throw it um out there to hopefully intercept it or you're trying to get that gunner in the box so you know now that gunner's in the box is one less guy that can free release down the field so for us right there again you know we want to make sure on the return team that we you know got the guy covered and if we are doing a situation like that like we have the pass covered as well so it's just a little bit of a chess match I guess you would say like do they bring the guy in do they not you know when are they going to um and what's the situation in the game do they want to risk the pass or do they not Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, everyone.